we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? You got dressed I don't ever bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's newest edition of the Holly Shook Podcast. I'm Ryan, and I'm joined, as always, by the newly 27-year-old, he's an old fart like the rest of us now, it's Armin. Hi, Armin. Hey, Rye. Uh, thank you for that introduction. Uh, I am newly 27. It's my golden birthday, as they call it, because I was born on April 27th. It didn't turn out quite the way I expected, but we had a nice little Zoom party, and I really appreciated it. Um, I thought we still had a good time. Yeah, we had fun. We had a Zoom party with, like, I think there was probably, like, six like six or seven of us, probably, um, and on Friday night, and stayed up till, like, four in the morning, <laughs> drinking. I was drinking, like, seltzers and, like, wine, but Armin and Camille were, like, fully taking tequila shots. <laughs> Which, like, I'm all for. I was like, it's your birthday. It's my birthday, right? And we stopped buying liquor in the house during um, quarantine because we found that if there is vodka or tequila in the house, we will drink it over the course of, like, two days. So we had to cut that out just for our liver's sake. But you guys had a good time. I had a good time still. Yeah, and I think that's a good size for a Zoom party, by the way. For sure. I mean, it was even hard at the beginning to like get a word in edgewise but then a couple people left and then it was just us kind of like yelling at each other which was fun yeah and that's why we segmented it out into like a few different zoom calls just like a little psa we're famous for our psas yeah restrict your zoom calls to about five to six screens because any more than that it's just impossible to have a real chat you know yeah it was perfect. I think, yeah, there was like six six screens, but there were like three couples, like me and Dallas, you and Camille, Ben and Gabe. So it was good. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, it's a weird thing to like have a Zoom birthday party. And that's like the new normal. Like I've, I feel like I've done it like three or four times, but we made the best of it. I feel like we had a good time. There's the Zoom birthday party and then there's the drive-by birthday party. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen famously did the latter, but since you yep. live in Chicago, I live in Los Angeles, you couldn't do the drive-by so easily. You thought about it, you had the private yep. jet lined up, you were going to do the fly-by, not the drive-by, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. something happened with your schedule, and so we did the Zoom instead. Yeah, it was something with my private jet, like they're, they needed more gas or something, like I don't know. I don't I don't deal with my private jet, I let my other people kind of figure that out, and they kind of dropped the ball on that. So Your I'm, people. My people um, fucked it up. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, but we are, we did get to celebrate. It was really fun. Um, you're, you're 27. I remember when I met you, I thought you were older than I because my first impression was that you seemed so mature and wise. And then after getting to know you, I was like, no, he's definitely younger than me. He is a <laughs> child. Um, he has no idea what he's talking about. And it all makes sense. So it kind of, yeah, checks out. <laughs> You realized not so mature and uh, definitely not so wise. Definitely not so wise, and especially you know the two the two and a half months difference between us definitely shows when it comes to just kind of like our maturity levels, how smart we are. I'm definitely like a little bit above you. 
Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, every minute I, counts. Every minute counts in this day and age. Um, yeah, we're both 27 now. I um, My favorite thing to tell people, I mean, people asked me, we were like, what? Like, what do you want to do in your 27th year? And, like, my answer is always, like, I want to join the 27 Club. Um, so, yeah, I do. My goal this year is just kind of get famous as soon as possible and then die before I turn 28. So I can join the likes of, like, Amy Winehouse. Um, I feel like Kurt Cobain was 27 when he died. I think so. Yeah, all the icons die at 27. So take me while you can, you guys. I only have about 10 months left of me. But, <laughs> but you first famous. have to get iconic. Yeah, I have to become famous and iconic first. So just like really quickly, if you guys can help make that happen, that'd be awesome. Thank Share you. the podcast, follow Rye at the real Rye Alg. The more followers he gets, the more likely he'll become iconic, and then he can join the Twenty Seven Club. Yeah. So help me die by um, making me famous. Thank you. Armin does not have the same goals, so you'll be stuck with him after. But <laughs> I'll be doing this podcast in monologue form. Monologue form, which some people already think. We did get a review recently that the host is drunk. So there's two things about that. They said the host. So I think they thought we're the same person. And you just kind of like change your voice. Um, and I famously am good at doing voices. so You can do impressions. Mm-hmm. And then also my other um, thing was like, which one of us is drunk? Because it could have been either. I have been drunk on this podcast many a times. Secretly. You drink more often on this podcast but i have had a few drinks you usually inspire me you'll be having a sauvignon blanc and then i'm like okay i should pour myself a glass of wine too yeah but i mean (laughs) there's a difference between a glass of wine and like legit being drunk and like i've legit been drunk on this before (laughs) but let's get into it i feel like that was enough about our breaking news um and I'm trying to think of a fun segue, but I really can't. No, that I mean, I, that was it. That was like all the breaking news of my birthday. Me having 10 months to live. And actually, if this works out perfectly, around the time that I will be dead, Gigi Hadid and Zayn will be having a child. Hey, segue alert. That was good. Uh, we got some excited, exciting news this week for some people. I'm sure some people were excited by this. I was... Okay, well, I'll tell you what it is first. Obviously, Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik, I assume, I I think is how it's said, um, of One Direction fame. There was rumors that they were pregnant, and then Gigi Hadid went on Jimmy Fallon, I think last night or two nights ago, and confirmed the news. So she's going to be a mama. She's going to be a mommy. And um, this is the latest in a long line of very young celebrities having children. Yeah, because she's young. like She's like 25 or something. She's 25. He's 27, which mm-hmm. really runs um, contrary to trends because actually the age has been increasing on average for first-time parents. Oh, really? I mean, I'm not surprised by that, but I'm still surprised. And a, a lot of sociologists theorize that the reason behind this is because the wealth of the younger generation is a lot smaller than it was for prior generations at this same age range, right? So one of the most interesting stats I I saw was that when boomers reached around the age of, I think it was like 25, 30, they owned about like 25% of overall U.S. wealth. Mm. Yeah, but millennials in the same age range 
own about 3% of overall U.S. wealth. Holla. <laughs> but I think like all 3% basically comes from like Kylie Jenner and Gigi Hadid. Literally, I'm like, they're at least two and a half of the 3%, just the two of them. Exactly, because I read that um, Gigi and Zayn's net worth combined is like over $100 million. Kylie is famously a billionaire. So yeah, so that's definitely a large chunk of that 3%. And I think that plays a big role in this. I don't know, that's where my mind went when I heard this story. I was like, this is interesting because a lot of young celebrities are having children. Those aren't the only two, two examples. And I feel like it's because they have reached the their financial goals, right? Because it's very expensive to have kids. It's not like you just, you know, you can't just have kids. But, like, when you have kids, there are a lot of financial aspects to it, right? So Wait, what? <laughs> I thought you just kind of, I thought it was, like, not that big of a deal. You just kind of, like, have one. It, it, normally it's free, but they've started this mm. new thing where you have to pay for things like education. Oh, and like food. There is the food thing. Food, you have to pay for diapers. Oh, and like doctor visits and stuff. Famously, on average, childbirth can cost $12,000 in the U.S. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So see, I didn't, I just kind of assumed that it was kind of like you just want one and you you get to have one um, without any repercussions or thinking. Hence why it's so important to just like force everyone who gets pregnant to have their baby. Um, but now I'm seeing that, oh, there are costs that are involved. There's a few so, costs. Not so prohibitive costs, but there are a few. Right. Okay. So that makes sense now. Um, silly me just didn't really get how how important it was to actually be able to support another human life. Did you think babies uh, didn't eat? I didn't know babies ate. Um, They do, actually. They eat. Okay. And so I also didn't know they needed, like, any care. I thought they kind of just, like, sleep all day, and they can also just sleep on the ground. They don't need, like, a crib or any clothes or pillows or any, like, thing like that. What's that word you used? Crib? What's, What's that? Crib. Um, I heard it's like MTV Cribs. Mm. So it's like oh, they, they need their own cr- MTV crib. They need their own mansion. Those yeah. are those are really fucking expensive, actually. Well, so that's I mean, but that explains why Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik are having a baby because they have a lot of money, and that's pretty much the main thing you need to have a baby is money. So good for them. Um, I'm I don't really care about babies. Like for me, it's kind of just like why. I also kind of get why. Our young, our generation is not having babies as early. It's because like we can barely take care of ourselves. We but what really generation know. was able to take care of themselves? I don't think any generation ever was able to take care of themselves. They just could afford a baby. That's my theory. I don't know. Like in my head, I just picture like people in the 1950s, and they all like were in the navy and like going to sock hops and stuff. And it was just kind of like, all right, like we graduated high school, we had like. I'm picturing like the movie Grease and I just feel like the next step after people who like lived in that era was they had to have a baby. Basically like the way you picture the 1950s is that Tobey Maguire movie called Pleasantville. Yeah. I haven't even seen that movie and that's probably how I picture it. So (laughs) everything is like black and white and everyone is Mm -hmm. like perfect and proper and prim. Yeah. And everyone's like posing in front of like old timey taxis and like, cash registers that are like manual like that's all i imagined about the 1950s and also the 1920s and also the 1880s so right you know what's funny 
I, I do think that we associate certain nostalgic imagery to sophistication. Yeah, like to me that to me the olden days were like way more sophisticated than our current days. But, but okay, can I break some news here? This is in addition to the breaking news that Gigi Hadid is pregnant. Okay. The olden days were messy. Were oh, they, that- they were messy. Oh, they were messy, Rye. Look into it, baby. And I've already started a few scandal, re- uh, some scandal research for celebrities back in the 20s and 30s. Okay. Uh, oh, they were so messy. They were more I, me- messy than celebrities today. But, like, not even on a celebrity standpoint, just like in a normal life standpoint. I normal feel like- life was messy, Rye. I mean, again, the imagery is sophistication, but. Or at least we associate it with sophistication. Oh, but the day-to-day. Oh, it was so messy. I don't know. I just feel like... They lived for drama. I know, but their drama was like, who had a baby? You know, like... <laughs> I, I, I feel like in the olden days, it was so... And even like our parents' generation, which was the olden days to me, is like, they went to college, or they went to high school, like kind of went to college, some of them... Like, married the person they met when they were 15, had a baby at 23, bought a house, and then, like, never left their hometown again, you know? Some of our parents went to Studio 54, Rye. Don't tell me that it was pure sophistication and suburban living. No, it was. There, It was. Speaking of I, suburban living, um, oh, we have more breaking news. Yeah. Uh, these uh, two individuals won't be uh, living their suburban lives in Nashville anymore. That is Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Update alert, update alert. <laughs> so um, last week, we did an uh, investigative report on uh, Kristen Cavallari's and Jay Cutler's trip to the Bahamas, which was infamously ridiculed by everybody because... Um, they were making a big show out of quarantining in a remote place where they could have been infecting people. Well, who knows what the hell happened between then and now, uh, but they are getting divorced. They announced their divorce on Instagram, as you do, on Sunday, April 26th. Uh, They each posted to their Instagram um, separate photos, but the same caption. I'll read the caption. Quote, with great sadness, after 10 years together, we have come to a loving conclusion to get a divorce. We have nothing but love and respect for one another and are deeply grateful for the years shared, memories made, and the children we are so proud of. This is just the situation of two people growing apart. We ask everyone to respect our privacy as we navigate this difficult time within our family, end quote. Um, You know, obviously, this is uh, a tough thing that we don't want to make fun of. I mean, this is super serious and... You know, um, we're not going to do a bit about this, uh, you know. No, and we also made our stance very clear last week on, like, we're anti-bullying, anti-online bullying. We just spread love. We only spread happiness and um, positivity here. We're only pro-bullying if you're a fake doctor who goes on the news and advocates for mass death. In which case, we're very pro-bullying. Right. And in my head, Kristen Cavallari is equivalent to a fake doctor going on the internet and advocating for mass death. So here's my thing. I love this. I think it's hilarious. Um, I just think, I just think it's the perfect ending to their like quarantine journey of like being in, where were they? Mexico? Bahamas. 
Bahamas. So, Rai, before I get into some of the rumors, what is your theory about why they're getting divorced? I don't know. I mean, I didn't even know who this guy was I until recently. Um, I know they have a TV show together. I don't know. They just kind of both seem like they're clueless. I think this whole quarantine thing was, like, so delusional and so, like, they're just out of touch. I feel like, to me, they're both out of touch. So I feel like two out-of-touch people trying to, like, make it work is just not going to work. And I guess it worked for 10 years. But I don't know. Do you think the quarantine had anything to do with it? For for those who don't know, by the way, quick recap on that. They went to the Bahamas, even though everyone should have been quarantined. Um, there's it, The timeline is a little bit fuzzy, but, like, Pretty much when everyone knew you should be staying at home, they went off to the Bahamas and then they were making this big show about this luxurious life they were leading in the Bahamas. It was just all like beautiful blue oceans and warm, sunny beaches. Um, And then whenever people would say, wait, you're being a little bit irresponsible, they would like fight back and say, wow, you guys are all judgmental. This should be all about like positivity. We're just trying to like live our best life type thing, right? So there was a a little bit of, uh, I'd say probably tension brewing um, if they were responding to those posts. You know, they, they, they must have been talking about it internally, I would guess. Yeah, and one one could argue that also, you know, my theory of them being so delusional out of touch is not even so much the fact that they were in the Bahamas, but just that they were so vocal and posting about it and acting like it was totally a normal time to be in the Bahamas, like on the beach, just like totally on vacation and and that just comes back to my theory i'm just like the they just seem so out of touch i mean kristen calvillari has been famous since she was in what high school laguna beach shit um and it's just i don't know it's just they're the epitome to me of like privileged and like they just don't know what's going on in the world so i'm not surprised i don't know i know there are rumors tell tell the people the rumors so, first of all, according to documents obtained by TMZ, Kristen Cavallari claims that Jay Cutler is, quote, guilty of such inappropriate marital conduct as renders further cohabitation unsafe and improper. So that's, that sounds serious, right? Now, there are rumors, apparently, that Jay Cutler may have cheated. There was this big fallout between Kristen and her best friend, Kelly Henderson, they haven't spoken in months, and some believe that it's a result of these rumors surrounding uh, uh, a alleged affair between Kelly Henderson and Jay Cutler. You know, Kristen's denied it, Kelly Henderson's denied it, but did that play a role? It could have. It really could have. Um, apparently, Kristen uh, Cavallari confided in that guy, Justin Anderson, who was who actually played a role in that whole quarantine scandal. <laughs> Yeah, great, great. He, he was the hairstylist. Yeah. If you guys don't remember, he was also there in the Bahamas, and he was doing a lot of posting, too. Um, he was posting more than the other two. Yeah, I actually think he was, like, taking the lead on yeah. the posting. Um, apparently, she told him that, like, Kelly Henderson was getting really defensive when Kristen would confront her about these rumors. So who really knows there, um, but a source told people, and now we famously don't trust sources. Yeah, no, this is fucked. 
yeah, this is really fucked because we are all about insiders. If you're an insider, we trust you. If you're a source, um, still gonna quote the source regardless. Oh, we'll quote you. We'll give you a platform. We don't trust you, but we're still gonna like. Yeah, we're still gonna like take your word as something that needs to be reported. Yeah, we'll still spotlight your voice. Mm-hmm. We'll amplify your voice. We'll give you a greater reach with our audience. Oh, but we don't trust you. Yeah, and we'll make it clear, babe. Um, so the source said, quote, Kristen and Jay had been having problems for a long time. They hadn't spent much time together in recent months. Kristen and Jay are a lot different. The breakup had absolutely nothing to do with the affair. So what do you think about that, Ryan? Do you trust the source this time? I do trust the source, actually, <laughs> in, a, in a shocking term, turn of events. And not so much that I trust the source, but I think the source made a good point. If this is true, that they hadn't spent much time together in recent months. That's a plot I, hole. There's a plot hole. They were just trapped in the Bahamas for no, a whole month. But, but hey, 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 let me finish. <laughs> Which is why I think that this divorce announcement coming at the end of them being quote unquote quarantined in the Bahamas together I'm taking that as then this must have been the most time they've spent together in a while. And it was the straw that broke the camel's back of like, oh my God, there's a reason we don't hang out all the time and we can't be together is because we want to fucking kill each other. And the quarantine in the Bahamas for a month was what finally, you know, was the breaking point for them. That's my theory. And I, I'm going to just go, go and say it now. My theory is correct. Right. That is literally the concept for real world. Trap people together who don't spend time together normally in a mm-hmm. house and mm-hmm. then watch drama unfold. That's the, that is the concept of the real world. So I, I think you're that. actually spot on here. They never spent time together. They had a few kids, but you know he was off throwing a ball and she was you know doing whatever she does. And suddenly they're trapped in a house together for a whole month and they're like, I hate you. You know, Jay Cutler's going out, apparently not using toilet paper and using the ocean. Oh, God, so, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember that post? Yeah, don't remind me. Yeah, people, um, they, they really did a bad job posting. I mean, it was, it was cringe posting all over the place. Um, Can I just really quickly circle back to um, Jay Cutler was throwing a ball? He's a football player, but in my head, I just imagined him, like, throwing a ball like a gala. <laughs> Like, he was busy throwing a ball, like Cinderella's ball, and that's what really just, he wasn't spending time because he was throwing a ball. That's awesome because if someone said throwing a ball to me, the first thing I would think of is, like, throwing a ball, and I'd say, what ball? A football, a basketball, a soccer ball? You know, there are throw-ins in soccer. So that's where my mind would immediately go, and you're thinking, like, gala, um, you know, fancy event, red carpet. Yeah. See, that's where gays and straights differ. I'm like, ball, dress me up and play the music, babe. I need to stop saying babe. Um, okay, well, they're like, I mean, I'm sad for them. I, I, you know, here's the thing. Divorce is sad for the kids. You know, I yeah. most about kids. I think if what they're, I didn't know they both posted the same caption on Instagram. That's hilarious to me. Um, you know, I think Kristen should have posted the 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 post and then he should have shared to story and that would have been enough. We don't need two posts, you know? You, um, you, you have a role in PR in your future, right? Thank you. Yeah. I'm just like, do one post and then share to story. You know, I don't, it's just, I believe, um, you know, 
if if their posts if their separate posts are correct, then I mean I hope that they are able to be loving parents for their children's. And that's the only thing I hope. I don't really care for... I don't... I mean, I don't really care about them, really. I I haven't watched The Hills since it was on TV. And this, I don't watch a reality show. This is a story I think we wouldn't have covered if we didn't cover their quarantine controversy last week. For sure. Because I'm like, okay... You know, like I... But I feel like because we covered their journey um, for one full week, put a lot of effort into that, then it was kind of like you know, inevitable that we would cover the divorce. I mean, I, I I saw this headline, I guess you could call it, you know, like news on your iPhone, if you like swipe all the way over. Right. So my news is just BuzzFeed articles about funny tweets from the week and then like stupid celebrity like (laughs) headlines. Like I don't get any real news from that. But um, yeah, I, I swiped and I saw the headline and I, I didn't even read it. I instantly just sent it to you over via text message and just in all caps, I think I was just like, I'm screaming. No, I, and I literally gasped when I saw it. I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> I was like, what? It was so, it was just hilarious. I'm like, we just talked about their, their fucking controversy. I almost felt like we had something to do with it. I, do, you know, and I hate, you guys know we hate, you know, giving ourselves too much credit. We hate though. to do that. We've never done it. We've never done that. We've never broken celebrity news. We've never like been the first people to report it, even though we have. There was one um, famous instance. Wait. Right, which we'll get to. Um, this could be a good segue, just to finish this off. But I don't like to give us our too much credit, even though you know a lot of the world does look to us for news on celebrities. Scientific updates, um, historical accuracy. Politics. Politics, sometimes math. We've discussed math. Psychology. Psychology. Today, even sociology got brought up. So I feel like People do look to us for a lot of different things. We don't like to, you know, pat ourselves on the back for that. But we're a I menagerie do, of information. I do believe that because we covered their quarantine, um, they heard it, and a lot of people sent them personally our podcast, and that was what kind of pushed them to finally call it quits. I guess we finally did it. We uh, caused a celebrity divorce. I, I knew it was bound to happen, and uh, it, it happened. And I, I'm a little sad about it. I'm a little sad, um, but you know if. If we have to be the friends that tell them to take the dive for their own um, mental health, then we'll be, we're willing to be those friends. You know, well, we're there for you guys. Uh, that's all yeah. we're saying. So if you're okay. listening right now, um, Jay, um, Kristen, okay. uh, you know, feel free to reach out. Yeah, Justin Anderson, hairstylist. Um, anyway, speaking of breaking news that we broke, I think we can all agree, if you've been following this podcast, that we were the um, we're kind of the touchstone of coverage for this story because we were the first to report on it. Obviously you all know what we're talking about. It is the college admission scandal. And I'll never forget when we broke that news because it was such a huge deal. And it was just, it was a really big moment for our podcast. It was a really big moment for our podcast. Um, I think we, I think we've discussed how there was more paparazzi actually outside of our own apartments than there was in front of Felicity Huffman's house. Um, Well, because nobody knew the FBI was going to raid Felicity Huffman's house on March 12th, but when mm -hmm. we finally broke the story on our podcast on March 28th Mm -hmm. of 2019, people were like going nuts. They're like, I can't believe that you guys uh, jumped on this story so soon. So soon. I mean, just quicker than any other news outlet. And here we are again, once again, covering it every step of the way. We actually have um, 
a rare, light-hearted, I would say, update on this story. A positive development, if you will? A positive devel. It actually brought a smile to my face when I read it. And I famously have not smiled once in my whole life. So this is crazy. So um, Felicity's daughter, Felicity, you know, my girl fell, Felice. <laughs> fell Huff, <laughs> if you will. I just said her first name, which was, I, that was shocking to me. That was jarring. So Felicity Huffman's daughter, her name is Sophia Macy. Sophia Macy. Oh my God, because William H. William H. Macy. Ah, okay. So her daughter, Sophia Macy, was um, caught up in this whole scandal. And I think Felicity's way of cheating was she she, uh, fucked with her SAT scores, correct? Yes. And so she went to prison for it. Right. And so she did go to prison for, what, 11 days or 7 days or some shit? Yeah, I think she was like sentenced to 13, but she got out in 11 on good behavior. Right, good behaves. And... So her daughter, who is 19, retook her SAT and was accepted into Carnegie Mellon University via her own test scores. I love this because this is her daughter saying, fuck you, mom. I could have done it on my own and all of this could have been avoided if you just believed in me. And I just think that's great. I think instead of, you know, whining and moaning and, and bitching and complaining, I think it's awesome that the daughter was like, I'll just do it again and I'll prove to you that I didn't need all this and that this was all a waste of time. And yeah, she said she posted on her Instagram story that she uh, got into Carnegie Mellon on Sunday. She's studying drama, which I love that, not theater, just drama, studying drama. Well, they're different because drama is the art of actually causing drama. It leads mm-hmm. famously into a career on The Housewives. Mm, okay, so this is in her blood because her mom has caused many a drama in her life. Oh, yes, she has. And Desperate Housewives, once upon a time. Oh, I miss that show. And we do have a quote from a source. It may Take not it be accurate. Although we did, we did trust Kristen Cavallari's source famously three minutes ago. Felicity is so proud and grateful that Sophia has kept her chin up over the last year. It was a painful, challenging time, and she pulled through it with strength and grace. And that's that. I think that's just a happy, happy moment. And Felicity Huffman did did comment during her trial about the biggest disappointment um, about this whole event was having her daughter look at her tears streaming down her face saying, why didn't you believe on me? Why didn't you think I could do it on my own? And that would be, I think that's, that is heartbreaking to have your mom not believe in you. See, my parents did it right. They, I wanted to go to UCLA. They were like, (laughs) you know, but they didn't say that to my face. They were like, okay, Ryan. They didn't believe you in the, in the old fashioned way. You know, they, they pretended to support your dreams and then consoled you when you inevitably failed. Right. Inevitably. There was no chance this was happening. I did graduate high school with a 4.0 and yet I still couldn't get into college, which was crazy. Um, you did go to LMU though. I did, but yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say anyone, I don't want to say anyone can get in there because <laughs> it was my best friend's dream school and he didn't get in. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which I forget about sometimes. Oh my god, I'm having a flashback. That is so funny. It was like my backup school. 
<laughs> well, they have I to thought... deny somebody, right? <laughs> and my friend wanted to go so bad. He applied early admission, got rejected. Applied regular admission, got rejected. No. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll go. Um, if you're listening, my... you're not a failure, okay? Things happen beyond your control. Uh, maybe <laughs> you should have had your mom um, fake your SATs for you. <laughs> oh, honey, it was more than the SAT scores with that guy. Um, <laughs> Right. I will say, though, this is not just about um, a triumph of a daughter's will. I think this is also a a story about lessons learned, right? Because I think Felicity and William here, um, we are on a first name basis, um, I think they learned their lesson. You know, we don't have to go through this whole arduous process of getting an SAT faked, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I forget the exact way they did it, but it was actually kind of an ordeal. They had like a proctor in there who they... They had a fake proctor who then took her test to a separate room and changed her answers or some shit. It was insane. I mean, that's way too much effort. They did it the classic rich person's way. Right. They probably donated a bunch of money to Carnegie Mellon University and their daughter got accepted. That's the way that uber wealthy people have done it for decades. You know? Why, why break tradition? Here's the thing. I'm... I laugh about going to my 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 backup school, just because that's a funny memory for me. But at the end of the day, yes, I was I was really upset that I didn't get into my dream school for like a day, and then I ended up going to LMU, and I had the fucking time of my life. It was the best experience. I couldn't imagine going anywhere else. So, if any parents out there or any co- going into college, about to go to college, people are listening. It's not that big of a deal. At the end of the day, you'll go somewhere, you'll love it, and you won't even think twice about the place you wanted to go to um, originally. So just don't cheat, don't lie, don't steal. You know, everything happens for a reason in this life. I'm a firm believer of that. And if you're not supposed to go somewhere, you won't get in. And then the place that you were supposed to go is the place you'll end up going In in terms of college, in terms of anything, jobs cities friends life i'm just saying words now but it's all happening for a reason uh this is also a motivational uh speaking podcast <laughs> Brene brown is shaking in her boots honey <laughs> oh is it Brene or Brene? whatever um all right so that's the that's our obligatory uh college admission scandal update we have no choice. If there's an update, we have to tell you. And you guys were begging for it. We've literally done an update on every last update. So um, there's this one. Because, I mean, we covered an Olivia Jade Instagram post. So we have to cover this. This is actually, like you said, the very first story out of this scandal that shows that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But let's talk about this bizarre Britney Spears update. We had a great Instagram it was an IGTV, actually, update this week of Britney Spears revealing that she burned down her home gym with candles. Here's the thing. Yeah, her, your home gym might be burned down, but now you don't have to work out as much because you don't have a place to do it. And now you have bigger things to deal with than gaining a couple pounds in quarantine. So it's, to me, this is a blessing in disguise. Do I think she did it on purpose? Not, not... Not not. Yeah. Although, Rye, she does have a brand new gym already installed because this happened like six months ago, apparently. Right, right, right. Britney Spears is only 38? I guess that makes sense. I just feel like she's gone through so much. She's has, had to be in at least 60 by now. 
<laughs> no, she really has. She's led like four lifetimes in the last 20 years, that's for sure. I mean, think about the different stages of Britney Spears. We've talked about this. If we ever do a Britney Spears historical scandal podcast, it would have to be in like five parts. A five-part series, for sure. Did you watch the video in which she talked about how her gym burned out? I I didn't watch the whole video. I don't follow her on Instagram because I know that she posts some really great content, but it makes me uncomfortable sometimes. (laughs) And I don't need too much of a glimpse into someone's life. That's the thing with Instagram. And I feel like she gives us glimpses. And I did see, though, it kind of turned into a meme. It was just a clip of her saying, like, well, yeah, so one thing turned to another, and I burned it down. And that yeah. was just like her description of how she burned it down. So I did see the meme kind of content based on it. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of a fun update from Britney Spears's quarantine life, even though this happened six months ago. She's been quarantined for years. Let's be real. They haven't let her out of the house in a while, which is a problem. <laughs> that's scarily true. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically what you saw of the video um, is is what it was. It was just so nonchalant. The way she dropped it, it felt as if, like, that sort of occurrence was common. Like, yeah, burning down a whole building uh, on my compound. It just happens. It just happens. And also, like, what... Why did she post this randomly? Like, did someone ask her? Or was it just, like... I didn't watch the whole video. She was doing some IGTV thing. It was, like... I think she was doing a workout video, right? Uh, Okay, cool. Yeah, and so it starts off. She's just standing there sort of introducing the video, and... That's why at some point she's like, oh, I haven't been in here for six months because I burned it down. (laughs) Right. Just your normal segue into a workout video. Exactly. Totally typical. Um, Been seen many times. But I love that Sleuth's Rye actually went through her past posts and found that she had been doing yoga outside for a while. Oh, and they were like, "Oh, this is why she hadn't been posting gym content for six months because she burned it down, and she just didn't say anything about it." It's just the most Britney Spears post ever. I just, I love, I love it. It's very Britney Spears. I, um, I wish I had a home gym I could burn down. One day, right? One day. One. Day. You have things you can burn down if you'd like. Yeah, but it's not. I don't want to burn down just any old room. I want to burn down the gym, like for reasons stated earlier. I then don't have to feel bad about not working out because, you know, don't have a gym. Technically, you don't have a gym now. I don't have a gym now, but it's like, I feel like I have to work out because I don't have a gym. So I have to find a way to work out. Whereas if I had a gym, but then the gym burned down, I'd be like, well, I don't know what to do now. It's like, once you have something, you can't go back to not having it. Right. That famous axiom. Yeah, I mean, see, it makes sense in my head. I think people are getting what I'm saying. But you know what? I'm the drunk host. That's, (laughs) if this is proven anything, it's I'm the drunk one. And I'm not even drunk right now. I wish I was. No, I get it. Once you reach a certain sort of um, lifestyle, right? It's hard to retreat back. It's hard to scale it all back. Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm going to relate it to something that just popped in my head right now. Okay, here's, here's, this is relevant. Like, I don't have TikTok. I'm not downloading TikTok. Because I know that once I have TikTok in my life, I can never go back to not having it. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I thought of another analogy. And okay. I think this one's even a little bit more appropriate. Okay. Once you fly first class, you can't mm-hmm. go back to economy. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Once you have your own <laughs> private gym, 
right? You can't go back to like what you're doing now, right? I know you go on runs and you do, you make use of, of the world around you, right? But once you have that private gym and then it burns down, you're not going back to running on the sidewalk. How freaking now I'm not. Boom. I bought, I bought a 10 pound kettlebell. Okay, so I'm actually really strong now. But now I can't I can never go back to not having a kettlebell. It's just part of my life is I I'm someone who owns a kettlebell. So I get it. And Brittany, look, outdoor yoga is fine. There's another thing. She has enough space outdoors to do outdoor yoga. So what privilege? <laughs> um, speaking of a privilege, right? I think one of the great privileges uh, of listening to our podcast is that you get a new segment almost every single week. Yes, people love this privilege. Um, We uh, famously introduce new segments all the time. Some come back all the time. Uh, Some never uh, appear again. I would even argue that it's more of a privilege to hear a segment once and then never hear it again than it is to get a segment and have it continue. Because it's a rare treat. Right. Um, we have a brand new segment this week. Uh, again, I, I can never tell you whether it will uh, show up again or not. So enjoy it while you can. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a lesson. This is actually our lesson that we're giving you guys as our listeners to enjoy things in the moment. Enjoy them while you have them. You never know what you got until it's gone. You pave paradise. You know, you put up a parking lot. So that's why these little segments are they're for you guys to enjoy but not to take advantage of so don't take advantage of them i mean don't take a segment for granted that's all we're saying don't take a segment for granted don't take your family for granted but mostly don't take your segments for granted yeah family eh, you know but segments definitely don't take i don't even know all the segments we've had on this i keep a running list i wish we had big enough fans who like you know how like celebrities can tweet out like what did I do in my video from March 27th, 2013? Can someone find that for me? And then like 30,000 people like find the exact clip they're looking for. I'm like, I wish we had those types of fans. If you guys are a fan, just like do better and also go through all of our old, every single episode and find every segment we've ever had. Thank you. What else are you guys doing? You're sitting in your house all day. So please find all those and then add this to the list. This is our brand new segment. First time ever. It's called An Oldie But A Goodie. <laughs> and uh, this segment is all about a new story technically, but it's about something that happened a very, very long time ago. Basically a revelation, if you will. I will argue, actually, that we already did this segment last week with my Boy Meets World revelation. We just hadn't named it yet. If it's not named, it's not a segment. Sorry, right? Cool. True. True, true. So Rob Lowe revealed that Tom Cruise once went ballistic, his word, over having to share a room with him. This was when they were auditioning for the movie The Outsiders. They actually both got a role in the movie, right? And this is what um, Rob Lowe had to say. Quote, all of the L.A. people survived the L.A. auditions, and then the hand-picked people had to go to New York to face the New York version. So it was me and Tom Cruise and Emilio Estevez, and C. Thomas Howell. It was the first time I ever stayed at the Plaza Hotel, and we check in, and Tom finds out that we're sharing a room, and just goes ballistic. To me, what's great about the story is, there's certain people who have always been who they are, and that element of them has powered them to where they are today, and the rest is history. And the notion that an 18-year-old actor with a walk-on part in Endless Love, and like a seventh lead in, top, in Taps, could have had that kind of, 
like wherewithal, I remember going, wow, this guy's the real deal. I mean, it made me laugh. It was gnarly. But in the end of it, you can't argue with the results. He's had his eye on the ball since day one. So, Rye, what do you think? Is this Vintage Cruise or what? Vintage Cruise. And I love Rob Lowe's spin on it, that that type of attitude of throwing a fit if you have to share a hotel room is what propelled him to superstardom. Like, just that personality trait of being, like, kind of an asshole and definitely a diva is what got him to the level that he ended up getting to. I'm imagining, right, based on the story, that that all of the successful people that Rob Lowe hangs around, or at least the people that Rob Lowe views as successful, are super obnoxious, mm-hmm. super rude, super yeah. entitled. And he associates that sort of behavior, that sort of attitude with their success. And like, I'm just like having a revelation of like, should I be ruder to people? Like, I mean, I have only 10 months to get famous so I can die. If that's what got him top gun, then bitch, who can I yell at? You know, like at this point, I need them to open up coffee shops just so I can like go yell at a barista about making my coffee wrong or something. Because that's just going to get me one step closer to the success and fame that I need. I'm taking a I'm taking a page out of Tom Cruise's book here. Next thing you know, I'm going to be on Oprah jumping on some couches. And I can't wait. I was thinking for a second it could be a chicken and egg thing, right? Like is it the rudeness and obnoxious behavior that leads to fame or does fame make you rude and obnoxious and entitled? But a key part of this story from Rob Lowe was that Tom Cruise was a nobody at this point. Right. So maybe you're right. You know, that the real egg here, or is it the chicken? Who knows? Um, Is just being an asshole. Asshole leads to fame. And if that's the case, and it's scientifically, scientifically proven by Rob Lowe, then, you know, I've been on my way to fame for years now because... I can be an asshole. I really can. You are famously not, rude. I mean, you texted me before we started this podcast that you hated me. So Right. I mean, look. <laughs> I, I say I'm Ramona Singer. You know, I say it like it is. Um, I just need to finish this little bit out with the last quote that you actually forgot to say. Rob Lowe also goes on to say, he ended up being the only one who could do a backflip. It is in the movie The Outsiders for no reason. Just to do it. And that's my favorite. I, I think that sums up Tom Cruise. He could do a backflip. It had nothing to do with the plot of The Outsiders. But he made them put it in the movie just because, you know, he could. And I love The Outsiders, so, like, I'm all for it. I don't remember the backflip scene, but I'm going to have to rewatch it now with that in mind. I bet it's just something, like, in the deep, deep background. <laughs> like, yeah. the foreground is, like, a, maybe a serious conversation or something, and then Tom Cruise is in the back doing backflips because he's fucking Tom Cruise and can do everything, I guess. Like, the guy does his own stunt work, not only because he has a death wish, but he wants to show off his athleticism all the time. Uh, but, Rai, I want to circle back to how you are super rude and obnoxious all the time. Okay. I love bringing that up as much as possible. Funnily enough... On uh, one of our episodes about Felicity Huffman and the college admission scandal, in fact, the episode entitled Felicity Released. Okay. So it's literally the episode where Felicity Huffman was released from prison. I have no idea where this is leading. Someone commented on that episode, quote, 
you guys have been kind of catty to each other over the last few shows. Don't break up because I love the show. Lol. <laughs> ha ha. Really do love the show, guys. End quote. So, um, Rye, I, I think that's indicative of the fact that you're always rude and obnoxious. And I'm always nice, but you always have to uh, be mean to me. And I don't know how you're famous yet. Okay, well, I don't know what comment you were reading to get that conclusion because they did said you guys are being catty to each other. So I don't like this assumption that I'm the one who initiates the cattiness because I'm not. Well, I think our dynamic is you are catty towards me and then you get me riled up. I think you've been listening to two different hosts. You're the drunk host. You're wasted. You have no idea what you're talking about. You know what? If you guys are listening to this comment, sound off in the comments below. Who's the rude one and who's the nice one? If anyone says me, you're automatically blocked and I'm suing. You know what, though, Rye? I think you're right. I think we sort of like pass off the rudeness like a baton just as we pass off the drunkenness like a baton. There we go. See, we're at the end of the day, we're a team. And sometimes, as Kristen and Jay show, teams have to break up. And that's the final Holly Shook podcast. Thank you guys for listening over these years. And we will see you guys never. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for our Instagrams so you can find our coordinated posts. Yeah, we'll have one one caption, two pictures. Just don't worry about it. I uh, love how Jay Cutler posted a photo of them that was black and white, but it, they're both facing the camera. And then like Chris and Cavallari posted this like super dramatic photo of them from like a hundred yards away, and it's just like their backs, but they're like holding hands or something, and they're like walking off into the distance. And it's like, okay, so is the message that you're walking off together into the distance? Because um, that's not what the caption is conveying. Yeah, those are two different concepts. It's very confusing. Once again, they're out of touch. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. And you know what? Same. Well, we're going to have better photos, I think. Yeah, honestly, we have. I already know which picture you would choose. There's a picture of us that you just are obsessed with. Our rhymey, our original rhymey. Yes, and it's going to be black and white. Yeah, I'd have to come up with a good one. I'm sure we have a cute little picture of us holding hands on the beach. (laughs) Um... Well, I think that sums it up. That's all the Hollywood news from this week. And I'm Holly shook about it. I'm I'm so shook. Speaking of, of segments that we haven't done in a while, the scandal scale. That's one we have to bring back, I think. That was like an original segment, too. That was like that was like the basis of our podcast for a while. And we just kind of stopped doing it. We you guys look, we're a grassroots movement. We just kinda like wow. <laughs> Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. I promise this actually isn't our last one. Disappointing, I know. But um, we appreciate you all checking in. And let us know um, who the rude one in, this, in the pair is. You can tweet at us, Instagram us. Apparently, you can comment on episodes. I don't know you could do that. On SoundCloud. Oh, on SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, this was fun. And I also promise that whenever we break up, a source is going to break the news. You guys are going to be questioning the veracity of the the source because we have yeah, uh, famously trashed sources for a long time. Yeah, it'll be a source. Like an insider is not going to speak a word about it. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, well, you know, happy birthday again, Armin. Thank you, Ray. And thank you guys all for listening. We will TTYL. Bye. <laughs>